Hello, and welcome to the Western Park Cancer Charity Podcast, bringing you stories about our work, what we do, and the people we support. From funding life-saving research to providing practical help and emotional support, it's our job to care in every sense for our patients and their families. A cancer diagnosis changes everything, and that can include financial circumstances. I'm Ruby, and today we're talking about some of the ways we can support you through this. My name's Dave Owen. I'm an advice worker. I am employed by Citizens Advice Sheffield, but I provide advice services at Western Park Cancer Support, the Children's Hospital, where I work with kids with cancer and their parents, and with the major trauma team at Northern General Hospital. Why might a person need welfare advice after a cancer diagnosis? I think what what usually happens is people are in a effectively in a, a state of shock following a cancer diagnosis and for a lot of people their whole world gets turned upside down and one of the things that uh, we can do is to help stabilize the employment and financial side of their affairs they've got plenty to think about as it is having had a cancer diagnosis having to make decisions about treatment and so on Sometimes they just need to sit down with us and find out what their situation actually is financially and whether there will be problems or not. And we just do a complete breakdown of the situation and advise them what is and what isn't possible. And everybody's situation is different. And so sometimes we look at things that people aren't able to claim because their situation is different from someone else. And what benefits could be available to a person with cancer? There's a range of different things. Some people will be entitled to full pay from work. Some people will be entitled to the statutory minimum, statutory sick pay. Some people will be entitled to means-tested benefits. That's things like universal credit and council tax support. So we, we work through that with them. In addition to that, it's possible that people might be entitled to disability benefits. And that depends on their individual situation. Uh, And we will carry out an assessment and see if they are eligible. And if they are, we'll help them apply for it. And uh, there may be a range of other things that people might be able to access. So it might be charitable payments, help with travel to hospital expenses. Um, Sometimes um, a person who is helping look after a patient may also be able to claim benefits. We will deal with with anything. So during the coronavirus situation, we've been looking at self-employed income support scheme, coronavirus job retention scheme, and a whole range of other issues as they affect our clients. I mean, we deal from time to time with housing issues immigration issues so housing issues might be in terms of getting different accommodation so effectively there is a problem with the accommodation that they live in it's not suitable because of the illness that they've got we'll answer any question though we're not specialist in everything so if we need specialist advice or a client needs specialist advice then we will find somebody to give them that specialist advice uh, a DS-1500 is a medical report which says it's possible a patient might die in the next six months. 
A DS1500 is issued either uh, by the consultant or the clinical nurse specialist, or uh, it can be issued by a GP. We generally, if we feel somebody's eligible for a DS1500, we will ask the clinical team if it's appropriate and whether they're willing to issue one. What will having that allow people to access? There are a couple of things. Um, One is a disability benefit automatically. Either for, for people who are under state pension age, it would be personal independence payment. For people who are over state pension age, it would be attendance allowance. And also, uh, if you're of working age, then a benefit like employment and support allowance or an element which is incorporated in universal credit can be paid from the start of the claim if you have a DS1500 report um, rather than having a 13-week assessment period. Do you interact a lot with the clinical side? Yes, we, uh, we're in regular contact with, with most of the clinical teams, sometimes not just about benefits issues. I mean, one of the things that we do is, is to assess people who aren't DS1500 for disability benefits. And sometimes when we're talking to people, they explain the problems that they're having in terms of feeling ill or additional pain or whatever. Uh, and we discuss that with them and, and ask them if they've reported it to uh, the clinical team or to the GP, and if they haven't, suggest that they might like to do that or that they might allow us to do that. People can be um, scared um, once they've had a cancer diagnosis, and though they know something's different, something's changed in their body, they're afraid of actually raising it. The other thing that people find helpful talking to us is that we're actually not family members So uh, though we obviously care about the person sitting in front of us, we don't have a direct emotional link with them. So sometimes people find it easier to talk to us about the problems that they're experiencing than they would do to another family member. What happens apart from, as you say, the ability to just talk to somebody different? What will happen when someone comes to an appointment at Western Park Cancer Support? Usually we've given people a list of information that we would need them to bring with them. So details of their employment situation, details of their earnings, details of any savings they have, their accommodation situation, where they pay council tax to. Because, of course, we we see people, we see anybody who uses cancer services in Sheffield. It doesn't matter where they live we ask them to bring that information with them and we'll just talk them through the situation financially. People who haven't been poorly before may never have used these systems, so we will discuss with them how the systems work. Sometimes we make claims on their behalf because that's the most appropriate thing to do. A lot of claims are made nowadays online and there are still a a whole chunk of people out there who aren't very confident with the technology. And so we will help them do that as well. Um, Sometimes people want to talk to us about other things. Sometimes we're the first people that they've really spoken to after being informed uh, that they have the cancer. They will have spoken to people in the clinical team, but 
from what a lot of people say, it all just goes by in a blur. And they've had a chance to think about it. And by the time they get to talk to us, they're ready to ask questions. So we will talk to them. We will redirect them back to the clinical team if we think it's appropriate. Um, We will involve other members, um, the health professionals who work for Western Park Cancer Support as well, if we think that's appropriate, with the, um, the client's permission, of course. If something changes in a person's situation, so they've they've already had an appointment with you and they've got various benefits in place and then say their health deteriorates or the next review comes round and this time they're told you don't qualify for this anymore, are they able to have more appointments with you? Yes, we see people all the way through. Our rule of thumb for operating our services is that as long as as long as the client is happy with us as individuals and there, were, there are four people in the team who give advice, then they should stick with us so they don't have to explain themselves again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so s- some people we have contact with once every two and a half, three years. Some people um, we just have intense contact with at the beginning. Uh, it depends. People can come back to us at any time. If someone's feeling a bit nervous about coming to their appointment, maybe they've had some stressful experiences in the past dealing with benefits, what would you say to sort of reassure them before they come and see you? If they're anxious about it, they should come and see us and we can talk it all through. Nothing happens uh, until they give us permission to do things. And and so it's always worth talking things through. The worst that can happen is you get told, no, you're not entitled to anything. At best, we point out where you can access benefits and support and so on. And if you get turned down unreasonably for something, then um, we will help you challenge that decision and go to appeal, go to court with you if necessary. It's the full service that's the intention behind it uh, and the intention behind Western Park Cancer Support having us there is that it is a complete service. Uh, and the other thing that we do, sometimes we just take take the weight off people's shoulders. So we, we talk to the various um, departments, the different sections. You know, we're not personally involved in that decision. So it makes it a bit easier to work out what the problem is and, and try and resolve it. So there's, there's there's that as well. Takes the pressure off people sometimes. They can focus on getting well. My name's Emily. Um, I am one of the healthcare professionals at Western Park Cancer Charity um, as part of the care team, and I am an information and support radiographer. I think everyone's aware that cancer diagnosis, going through treatment, um, you know, managing symptoms, etc., and survivorship. That should be the focus of a cancer patient and obviously someone who's supporting them. But in the real world, everyone knows that obviously bills still need to be paid. People need to pay the rent, the mortgage, they need to buy food. So realistically, that is a concern for a lot of patients. So at the charity, we recognise that individuals who face a cancer diagnosis and treatment um, can also experience changes to their financial situation. From the early stages of lockdown in March, due to um, the COVID-19 pandemic, we anticipated that the financial burden would become even more significant for some people. 
Um, so when the government produced guidance for shielding for those who are clinically vulnerable, it came out that a vast amount of cancer patients would fall under this category uh, and they were told to shield for the foreseeable future. Uh, and even as the general shielding guidance has changed more recently, some may still be feeling the financial effects of, as the pandemic continues. So, for example, uh, someone who may have been affected particularly by the pandemic could be an individual with a cancer diagnosis who may have, under normal circumstances, been well enough to continue to work, but due to COVID, were told they must shield for a period of time, leaving them unable to work at all or on a reduced reduce wage. Another example is that a patient may not be working due to the diagnosis and the partner's job has been affected by the pandemic. Um, so therefore, their household income will have vastly reduced. Um, so to try and support these people who have been particularly affected as a result of COVID-19, Western Park Cancer Charity have been and continue to offer an emergency hardship grant to those that are experiencing significant financial hardship at this time the idea of the hardship grants and other welfare support that we provide is to try and allow people to focus on themselves rather than the practical aspects of life. Um, So generally, we do have quite a lot of inquiries for welfare support, but also particularly with the pandemic, we've found even more so that a lot of people need our help and that's what it's there for. The payments for the hardship grant can be offered for a total of three times over a three-month period. So each grant payment is £100, uh, and so a maximum of £300 can be offered over the three months. The grants have been used previously by those in need for things such as contributing to mortgage payments, uh, paying household utilities, and things such as food shopping. If people think that a hardship grant would benefit them, how can they apply? If there's an individual with a cancer diagnosis or if it's someone who knows someone else that has a cancer diagnosis who would like to apply for a hardship grant, um, they're more than welcome to ring our helpline number, which is 0114-55-33330 and to press option one for the support centre to be able to speak to one of our healthcare professionals in the team. Um, the healthcare professionals will ask for bits of information in order to complete an application form. Uh, and they will also ask if the person would like to book in for a telephone appointment to speak to one of our welfare advisors. Um, so we do this to try and maximise the support and advice on offer to make sure that the person has explored all possible avenues for financial support. The same healthcare professional can contact the individual to let them know the progress of the application. After this, if the application has been successful uh, and they receive a first grant payment of £100, uh, then four weeks after this time, the same member of the team will contact the grant recipient again to discuss between them the individual's financial circumstances to see if anything's changed at all. Um, So they may be experiencing the same um, or even worse financial hardship um, so the same application can be completed again for a second £100 grant payment and again another four weeks later for a third and final grant payment. Uh, so again, um, if people feel like they will benefit from this, uh, the number to ring to inquire about applying for emergency hardship grant is 0114 and to press option one for the support centre. That's all for this episode of the Western Park Cancer Charity Podcast. Thank you for listening. Our services are free thanks to the generosity of our supporters. So please give us a call if we can help you. Cancer changes everything, but so can we.